Doctors take Field of Greens for their own health. Here's Dr. Ryan Green to explain. We're like you, too much fast food and not enough exercise. That's why I take Field of Greens. The fruits and vegetables in Field of Greens support my heart, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism for weight loss. And Field of Greens promises your doctor will notice your improved health or your money back. Get 15% off with promo code HEALTH at fieldofgreens.com. That's promo code HEALTH at fieldofgreens.com. Product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Hello, everyone. Just want to let you know that you can save 25% off your order by using the promo code COZY on checkout on the merch store. Also, thank you for listening to this episode of the COZY Cryptid. Oh, hold on. Let me turn on my audio. Damn, I have my damn. I think you're fine. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Can Can you hear me on the on the live stream or? Am I yeah, you're picking up. My mic picking. Oh, okay, cool. Damn, audio. Audio was picking. So, uh, hi everybody. This is uh, Cozy Critic Podcast. I'm here with. I also laughs and Rick. My Hi. What's up, buddy? Not much, not much. I'm just, just big chilling. Big chilling right now. Feel ya. Hey, busy weekend? Uh, a little bit. A little bit. So, everybody's out of the house, and it's pretty much just me holding down the Ford and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's... Part of that is I have more time on my hands to do like podcasting stuff now. Yeah. So I've been mostly doing that, just trying to catch up and, and bank some episodes. Um, like right now, uh, today I'm, I'm going to finish recording one of my mini episodes about, um, I don't know if you saw this a while back, 
there was a, a chick on Twitch who was like shaming followers into trying to get uh, get them to donate for subs. Uh, it was real bad. It was real rough. Uh, now I know that's pretty much like it's already happened. People have talked about it, but I'm using it kind of as a backdrop for a rant. So I've just been preparing for that. That's messed up. What the fuck? Oh yeah, no. She was like, she was straight up saying like, oh, if you don't have five dollars to sub. You need to like go back to work and you shouldn't be watching Twitch and like all this bullshit. It was like, oh my oh. god. Oh, she yeah, got banned. She lost like do what? Oh, oh she, well, like... she didn't get banned. She lost uh eighty seven thousand subscribers, I think, mm-hmm. in like overnight. Yeah. So like she deserved that shit. No, no joke. She deserved that shit. Dude, Twitch is fun. Dude. I like, like it. it. Like uh, I've only just recently been getting into Twitch. Oh, it's like play games or something. Or you use it for podcasting. Uh, I mostly just yeah, podcasting. That's yeah. that's what I use it for primarily. So it's just me coming and and doing like long form video stuff here on Twitch. Uh, like I was recently on uh, actually, just the other day I was on. Uh, last Thursday I was supposed to have a guest come on, but they kind of had to bail at the last minute, which is fine. They had a. Uh, they had a family emergency and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So, you know, life happens. But uh, it was going to be a deep dive into uh, pickup artistry, like as an industry and just how ridiculous and crazy all that shit is. And uh, it ended up being more of a variety, sort of spin the wheel. We'll talk about whatever the wheel lands on. And I did cover some of that, but I was really hoping to, to be able to dive more into it, you know? Yeah. Obviously, get, get into it. I got yeah. <laughs> uh, like, what about pickup art? Pickup and people, what should I get more into? Well, so, <laughs> so pickup artistry has been around for a long time, and there's some dudes out there who are just like, oh, just do what I do. I get bitches, and if you do my thing, you'll get bitches too. And then there's some dudes in the industry who like they it's like they read a, a psychology textbook without taking any classes yeah. and are like, I am now a psychology expert and I have the the 10 things you need to seduce any woman. And it's like a bunch of bullshit psychology. Uh, and I was actually bringing on one of my friends, uh, Samantha, from the Random Acts of Self podcast. She is finishing her master's degree in, in psychology. And I was going to have her kind of walk through and like explain why the things they're saying are bullshit. Because um, I don't have that. I don't have that background. My degree was in economics. And, you know, my specialty is like telling dick jokes and stuff. Like, <laughs> I, can't, I can't poke professional holes in that. But I can point out when they're being predatory and, and just completely ridiculous. Yeah, so, well, it's like one thing, like, like when they, like, they assault, assault them, them and someone gets their attention, it makes them vulnerable. What's that called? Forget. Yeah, it's it's weird. They they pick up on these, like, just the most predatory type of psychology, right? Like, they're going after, uh, they're going after usually girls who, one, are okay with just being solicited by random strangers, which, when you think about it, is like there's very few times in my life where I'm okay with just random people coming up to talk to me. Cause like when I go out, 
I got my headphones in, you know, I'm on a mission. I'm going to like grocery store. I'm going to the grocery store. That's, that's what this trip is about. You know, there's not a whole lot of stopping to conversate along the way. I mean, I'll do that. Like if I have to like take the bus or something, like I'll talk to the people next to me. If I'm at a bar, I'm cool with just chatting with people in the bar, Yeah. but it's hard for me to imagine like someone stopping me and being like, Hey, I want to get your number so we can fuck later. I'm like, like uh, uh, no, <laughs> That's That's really weird. Okay. Yeah. I, I think your name first, maybe. maybe? Right? right? Like, it's just so weird to think about. Like, that's how these guys are approaching. And I think as, as dudes, it's easy to, like, not register, like, how weird that is for the, for the girl that that's happening to. Or you take two yeah. seconds to think about it. You're like, Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> that is, that's, that's very weird thing to do to people. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, like Anybody who's like ever listened to a true crime podcast is like, that's a bad idea to just give your number to people. <laughs> yeah, that's how a lot of tragedies start. That's oh jeez. Oh, yeah. She gave him this guy at the bar, and, and like, like, she gave her his number, or she gave her her, her number, and like, two days later, her body was found, cut up pieces. Like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, that's how that shit goes. That's how that shit happens. And it's so crazy. And like, it's funny because you see these guys and they're talking about like how to pick up women. And they're like, oh, these women will have their defenses up. And they don't address like why they have those defenses up. Like, like there's pretty good reasons why women should be kind of more defensive and, you know, keep people at arm's length because of shit like that. But instead they're like, all right, here's how we're going to work around those defenses and do the thing that they suspect that we're going to do to them. Right. Whether That's like, just, just fuck them and never call them again, or just be like really, really shitty. Like it's insane to me. I don't know. Like, I don't, and of course people buy that shit because I think they're they're just jaded. Maybe they don't have like the best social skills yeah. and they've been shot down a lot or they're the product of a series of very unsuccessful relationships and they're like, "Oh, I just want to fuck the women now. I don't I don't need no relationships." And I don't know, but but there's there's usually whenever you see them there's like classroom stuff where they teach the techniques and then there's stuff where they do it in the street. It's like the the proof that it works. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> some of the classroom stuff is, is pretty funny when they try to get the students to do it. But the stuff in the street is priceless, especially when it's so obvious that it's not working. Yeah. Like the women they're talking to are just like super uncomfortable. They're like, oh, OK, weird guy, go go away now. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> yikes. Man. Big yikes. So what got you into economics? Mm, well, funny story. So when I got into college, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Well, scratch that. I did. I did know what I wanted to do. It was just my family was not very supportive of it. Like I've been doing martial arts since I was four years old. And that's a big part of what I've just done for my whole life. However, my parents were like, oh, you can't make a living at that. You know, like, that's oh. not a career. I know, right? Like, that's, that's kind of fucked up. <laughs> but, but yeah, so so initially what I wanted to do was I, I used to work for a, like a large company. Yeah. And this company has branch schools all over the U.S. And they're based out of California. And if you go and, and you do the formal instructor training, which I had done sort of like 
introductory instructor training ever since I was 14. They taught me everything from like running the studio to advertising to teaching, all the stuff you need to know to successfully run that business. Um, with the intent, of course, uh, in the long run, you're supposed to take that person and put them in charge of a location. And that's kind of what I wanted to do at first. Um, and at the time, I was considering for going college to do that instead, because at the time, I was the best employee they had, like in terms of skill, in terms of likability, in terms of professionalism, like I was the best they had. So if I had not gone to college, they definitely would have put me in charge of a studio. But uh, my mom talked me out of it and uh, just a number of circumstances lined up to where I really only applied to go to one school and they let me in. So I was like, well, fuck it. So I went to school and when I got there, um, I remember I wanted to go for an MBA, like a master's in business. So my undergraduate would have been in business, but I was, uh, so I went to Texas A&M, but I went in through the PSA program, which means I started out at a feeder school in, uh, Corpus Christi and they didn't offer, uh, undergrad business degrees. Like you had to get a different degree and then you could go to business school, uh, as a graduate program. So I started off in economics as I figured, ah, that's, you know, it's adjacent, you know, it's pretty fucking close. Um, so I started there and then as I was getting my education, um, kind of what I wanted to do evolved a little bit. Uh, I was looking at kind of a law enforcement career for a while. And the reason I stuck with economics is because the more I would talk to the people at, at A&M, they apparently they they recruit from the FBI directly from the economics department because a lot of FBI crime that they're going after now has more to do with white collar crime, you know, financial crimes, things of that nature. And so they want people with that background and it pays better than a beat cop. So yeah. I was like, OK, maybe I can stick around for that. Um, and then, <laughs> then, of course, turns out law enforcement is super shitty. Yeah. So I decided yeah. not to do that anymore. <laughs> but by that time, I had pretty much, you know, gotten all my my economics intensive credits done. And then I was looking at it as well because because I had to take some business classes in the course of getting my economics degree. And the thing you notice is that economics is it's like a business degree, but it's much more large scale. Like a business degree looks at, okay, you have a business. Here's how you kind of keep that business running. Here's how you hire people. Here's how you, you know, the goods you have, all that shit. And then there's economics where economics is more about like, okay, you have a business, but where does that business fit into the larger scheme of the American economy? Right. Like how do you become successful versus all these other businesses around you? And how do you understand the mechanics of a market to make yourself successful? So I thought, well, okay. Like if I want to become an entrepreneur, because at the time, um, as, as it happens, when you go out into college, you encounter a lot of new people or a lot of new people with new ideas. And I did a lot of cross training for, for martial arts. I got into MMA. I did that for a while. And then I got into, uh, combatives and it turns out I didn't want to teach like traditional martial arts. I was like, Oh shit. Like that's not, it's not what I thought it was, you know? And I wanted to open my own school and have my own organization for that. And so I would need the know-how how to create a school, run it, and have it be successful in a market. So that's why I ended up sticking with with economics. 
Um, and it just happens to to have been beneficial for kind of what I talk about now with, you know, my podcasting and sometimes we touch on economic policy and, and pol- uh, politics and stuff. So some of that knowledge does come in handy. Um, yeah, it's just a bunch of coincidences that all happen to line up. <laughs> yeah, that- Hello everyone, this is Brandon, the host of the Parunity Podcast, wanting to take a second to tell you about our show. The Parunity Podcast is your top choice for closing the distance between the paranormal groups. From ghosts, to cryptids, to ufology, we will discuss it all. The Parunity Podcast is aimed at promoting positivity and collaboration between investigators, and is geared specifically for those in the field. But if you're not you'll still get a kick out of the show as well, because you'll be able to think of it like Ghost Hunters talking shop. Tune in and join myself and all of our amazing guests as we entertain you with sensational stories of fantastic places, events, tips for your investigations, and so much more. And remember, you can find the Parunity Podcast on your favorite podcast directory and part of the Paranormality Radio Network. It sounds like economics is like business for like, if I understand it from like high school economics class is like business for a country, the country's business, I mean, kind of, sort of. Yeah, it can be. Yeah, for sure. Because like you, you definitely have to understand how countries interact with each other from on like an economic level. You've got your trade exchange, you've got your, your imports, your exports. Uh, your currencies, differences in currency, and why there's a difference there. Um, so there's definitely that there. It does exist. Um, I guess it just depends on how you specialize. Like I always found it more interesting to look at like uh, macroeconomics, like in terms of like we can look at a specific market and we can track the the progress of that market. You can understand like competitive market price. You can understand the supply and demand of that market, how it's affected by other markets, things like that. Um, which I think that's kind of what fucks people up a lot is with economics, you have to not just look at one thing. You have to understand how that one thing is affected by all the other things. And like, if there's something here in this unrelated field that changes, normally you would think it's intuitive to think like, oh, that's, that's over there. That doesn't affect my thing, but it does. Like everything else gets fucked up because like the interest rate changed or, you know, something like that. I was reading or watching videos on like a money. It's crazy. It's like a confidence thing since the gold standard went away. Yeah. I mean, right now it seems like when we're talking about the economy and we're talking about money and stuff, it's, it's like, like it's not based on anything. Like at least at one point in time. Well, I mean, I guess technically it's never been based on anything. Like, as far as gold is concerned, when we used to coin gold, gold and silver, the thought process there was like, ooh, shiny, that's got value, you know? Like, yeah. we just kind of made that up. Yeah. Then once we got into credit cards and paper money, it, it, it got even more abstract to where it's, you're literally buying IOUs from the government yeah. sort of thing. You know, it's like, that's, that's really all it is. Um, and the way that the economy works now, like... 
Oof, We're, we've gotten ourselves into some some shit. <laughs> we we are in a pickle, especially when you look at like the job economy and how people are being paid, and and just how wages have stagnated so much. Yeah, like it's it's completely ridiculous. Like I remember when. Uh, just recently when they were doing the CARES Act and, and there was a $600 unemployment. Remember that? Oh, yeah. The crazy part was is people were making more on unemployment that they would make at their normal jobs. Yeah. And, of course, the conservatives were like, oh, well, we need to lower the unemployment because then we're going to, like, de-incentivize people to work. It's like, no, motherfucker. You need to address why there are workers in this country who have, like, families and shit making less than $600 a week. Like, what the fuck? You can't live on that. You know what I mean? Like, that's insane. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, crazy. I make I'm pretty, pretty good money, money at my day job for around here. here. And, like, yeah. I get I by. Get you know what I mean? Yeah. No, that, that's, that seems to be the case for a lot of people. Like, unfortunately, what's happened over the course of this country, workers have just gotten more and more shafted. Like ever since the fifties. And I think, I think that's why boomers are like, Oh, you just got to bootstraps harder because in the fifties, you could do that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like 1950s economy was, was probably the most booming economy the U S has ever seen. Cause we were war profiteering for 10 years. Yeah. Of course we were in really good shape, you know? And back then, if you were a worker for like, even just a, a local company in your area, you had like, pensions you had workers unions you had you know all kinds of benefits that are are disappearing nobody gets a fucking pension anymore unless you work for the government nobody gets a union anymore unless you work for the government you know what i'm saying like jesus now even 401ks the thing that we're supposed to retire on people are getting priced out of their 401ks they're not retiring on that shit they get like four solid years five solid years out of that shit and then they have to go work at Walmart as a greeter just to make ends meet. Like, it's yeah. crazy. It's completely crazy. Dude, yeah. Oh, man. I need to check my 401k. I haven't checked it. <laughs> I haven't had a 401k in a while. Like, if, if you got a 401k, you need to move it over to a Roth IRA because, Jesus, 401ks... Like, it used to be the case that people got pensions, and pensions would give you, like, a decent amount of your income to retire on. So, like, every month you'd have a stipend of sorts. 401ks were just companies going, oh, that's too good of a deal. We can't we can't do that. What we're going to do is we're going to have all our employees put, their, put a section of their money. We're going to take out a, a bit of a percentage of their paychecks, and we're going to have a big pot. And then we're going to put that pot into the stock market, and depending on how the stock market does, that's how much money you get back. Like, that's fucked. Like, you're literally gambling with people's retirement money. Like, fuck oh, you, dude. But yeah, who's that guy who, like, did that like to people's retirements and, like, fucked them over bad? Oh, you're talking about uh, Madoff? Bernie yeah, Madoff? Madoff. No, no, no. no not, not him? Not him? He's from He's New York, from though. though. He's one of the New York guys. Okay, yeah. all right. I mean, there's there's a lot of that, unfortunately. Like... There's, there's a ton of retirement fund grifts right now. Like, I used to do uh, insurance not that long ago. Awesome. And my insurance that I did, well, I'm certified to do uh, life and health. Nope. And what I learned was, if anybody has anything to do with life insurance, do not talk to that person. They're probably going to grift you hard, real hard, no lube, just, just straight in there. And 
there was this one company there was actually more than one there was a few companies first of all they run as mlms which is yeah. that's a bad idea do not work for a fucking mlm you do not get ahead with mlms but the product they're selling it, it's crap it's so bad they they literally make people or they they convince them to take their retirement funds and then move them over into these like shady ass accounts that Ooh, are supposed fuck? to function as as like 401ks but they're not 401ks because they're based on the stock market what they say is like oh you know as the stock market does better then we kind of lock in the highest price so if it drops yeah. your account doesn't drop but everybody else's does and it's like well wait a minute how does that work though right yeah. like like there's a reason that the the amount in your 401k drops when the when the when your company that's housing that 401k drops in the market it means they're losing money they're losing support from investors because those investors are selling off their stock and their their stock in the company so how is it that you have this weird 401k not a 401k thing Turns out that, uh, yeah, if that company doesn't do so well, you don't get your retirement money ever. It, it, like, <laughs> like uh. you just get screwed. Yeah, yeah. So, like, sometimes these companies, then they go belly up. People literally lose everything. So, That's fucked. That's fucked. I know. It's, it's, it's real bad. It's real bad. Uh, uh, at my work, how do you do it? It's like, like, whatever percentage you put in, like, they'll cover. Mm-hmm. That's how I do it. I forget about stuff. Oh, they do like the the matching. Like yeah. if you put in a hundred, they put in a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, the problem is 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 they don't account for inflation, right? Yeah. Like a good company would be like, all right, you're putting in a hundred. We'll put in like a hundred plus inflation for whatever this year's inflation rate is, so yeah. that it's a hundred for a hundred. You know, because yeah. money loses buying power over time. That's what inflation does. That's why you can't buy like you know, uh, a fucking, a whistle for a penny anymore. Like nobody even uses pennies. Like they've been considering getting rid of pennies. Oh shit. But, yeah. I heard that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it costs I mean, more to like make them. Those are valued. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's exactly it because nobody uses pennies anymore just because like the inflation rate has gone so high. You're, you're basically just using bills. Like almost like coins have almost been priced out in general. Yeah. Like just think about how much shit you can buy for 25 cents. Uh-oh. That list is pretty fucking short, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So like, especially with people using cards now, coins and, and bills are being used less and less and less because we're pricing ourselves out with the rate of inflation. So same thing's happening for people with 401ks. They put in like, 10,000, 20,000 or $200,000 over the course of their career and $200,000 like 30 years ago was a decent bit of money. But 30 years later, I mean, (laughs) yeah, I hope you fucking paid off your house and your car and you're only paying utilities and you have very few overhead expenses because otherwise your ass is going to be working at Walmart in like three years. So ridiculous. Man, I can go through thirty thousand year quick. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, I mean the amount you have to spend just in living expenses every year just to be alive. Like just on utilities. Oh fuck, <laughs> utilities! Jesus Christ. <sighs> yeah, it's really bad. Dude. It's really bad. The problem like, is they stagnate wages, so nobody's making yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah, like they have the same, same amount, amount, but like prices, prices keep going up. up. So what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. 
And it's really bad because then you've got like conservatives on the right who like want to protect the rich at the cost of everyone else, right? This is weird. They're like, oh, well, you, you just need to bootstraps harder. But yeah, we want Jeff Bezos and, and Bill Gates to have like huge tax cuts and be able to take advantage of tax loopholes so they don't have to pay their fair share. That's fine because that doesn't that trickles down somehow yeah. except that it doesn't it doesn't we yeah. figured that out with reagan <laughs> yeah. oh god oh man it's bad it's yeah, real bad okay because <laughs> people, people will think, think like, like people, people want to keep their money, money. they don't want to pay, pay more people after making more money. money you know yeah well, that's the thing. I think I think that's a conservative myth because they don't understand economics. They're like, oh, if we have a fifteen dollar minimum wage, then like your your McDonald's cheeseburger is going to cost like thirty bucks. No, it's no. not. That's not how that works. Like, what are you talking about? Like, okay, okay, you're white. Okay, but people won't pay three dollars for a cheeseburger at McDonald's. Yeah, exactly. So, so to think about supply and demand a different way, you can think of it as. Demand is really people who can afford what you're selling at the price you're selling it at. Yeah. So McDonald's right now sells a burger for like, let's say it's $3. That's yeah. expensive, but let's say it's $3. Yeah. So you at the $3 mark, basically everybody above the $3 mark in terms of demand can afford that cheeseburger and will buy that cheeseburger. But if you move the price up to $10, well then you've priced yourself out of everybody below yeah. that price point in terms of demand because they can't afford it anymore. Even if they want it, they can't buy it. So if you go to $30, like yeah. only the very elite, <laughs> the wealthy are going to that fucking McDonald's because everybody else is like, I can't afford a $30 fucking burger. So just because you pay your workers better, basically that just means that the company has to take a bigger hit on their profits. That's it. Because they know if they fucking charge $30 for a burger, they will go bankrupt. Like, fucking like that. Because nobody's paying 30 bucks for a burger. Fuck. Yeah. Because, like... It's ridiculous. I already did that. I never worked at my own. Yeah, I haven't had I haven't had fast food jobs or anything like that, fortunately. Because yeah. I hear those are, Sucky. those are real rough. Yeah. <laughs> those are, like, the worst kind of jobs, you know? Yikes. Yeah, because like it's like thirty, like you're saying, like I want to pay thirty dollars for a burger, you know? Yeah. Fuck. Oh yeah. And like people, I guess I'm pretty sure other people wouldn't. And like, like no one's buying our burgers. The fuck? <laughs> We're making what no money. What happened? <laughs> oh god. But no, it's, it's just this excuse to like shit on the average person and be like, oh. You want you want rights and, and equal treatment and like you know a decent pay. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> that's that's all that's how that works. I mean, did you see that thing? I think it was McDonald's and AT and T. They got together. Oh yeah. And they released this thing, and it was it was titled like "How You Can Make All Your Dreams Come True at a Minimum Wage Job." <laughs> did you see that shit? <laughs> it's bullshit. It's so stupid. Like it's a budget that they mock. It's a mock budget, and what they do is they like they like put all your expenses, expenses, yeah, and then they put like the McDonald's salary, and then a second job over here. So, so you can't even do it with just McDonald's. You gotta have two jobs to make it happen. Yeah, and then they put like the expenses are such bullshit. They're like, they're like, oh, 
rent is like four hundred dollars and oh. food is like fifty bucks. <laughs> fifty bucks for food. <laughs> I'm like, what? Come on, come on, four hundred dollars for rent? Like, where you live in a hut? <laughs> Jesus <Bro>. Christ! <laughs> and then, of course, at the end of it, the whole point of the budget sheet is to like get to the end and be like, "You have a thousand dollars expendable income. Look at that!" <laughs> such, it's such horseshit. It's such horseshit. Dude, I would love okay, to get like dollars in food for groceries. It'd be amazing. Fifty bucks? Are you kidding me? Holy shit, that'd be awesome. Like I go to Aldi's and like that shit's cheap as hell. But even then, I don't think I'd get away with spending less than a hundred most yeah. times. That shit's crazy. Jesus. Yeah, if I'm, if I'm frugal, which grocery shopping, like hundred dollars, like around hundred dollars, I'll spend. Some fat ass and like eat. <laughs> so see that's why I like to go to all these in the in the Asian markets. Yeah. You can get really good deals at the Asian market. Like I didn't know, but I was like, oh shit, this is actually really good food and it's cheap as hell. So those are favorite thing to get there. What? What's your favorite, What's your favorite thing, thing to get there? Ooh, that's hard. That's hard. Because I, I like to cook, so that's one of my hobbies is cooking. And whenever I go to the Asian market, I always like to get fresh sushi ingredients. I had a buddy uh, locally. He worked at a, a sushi bar, and he taught me how to make sushi. And he learned in like Japan, so oh, it's shit. like, yeah, very, very traditional, very, very good. So whenever I go, I like to get sushi ingredients. But whenever I'm feeling lazy, like those steamed pork buns, have you ever had those? Yeah. Oh, oh man. Oh, so, so good. good. Oh, oh yes. I'll get a big bag of the frozen ones that like you can microwave in like two minutes, and oh, oh yeah. That's some good shit. Those pork buns are oh the best. What's some, some like, like misconceptions about sushi? The most people have. Um, kind of depends. So usually with sushi, I think I think maybe number one is the rice. I think people just assume oh I need to go get sushi rice and then I can make sushi. No. Which, yeah, you you do need sushi rice. That's true. But they do stuff to the rice. Like, that's yeah. what makes it taste good. Like, if you've yeah. ever had sushi rice that wasn't properly prepared, it's just yeah. rice. It's plain as it's shit. It's not good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's real. It's real disappointing. You have to, like, have this sort of mixture. It's, it's mostly, like, uh, cooking wine or marion, which is more of, like, an oriental cooking wine. And then you yeah. got your rice vinegars. You got some sugar in there. A little bit of soy sauce sometimes. Just depends on the re- recipe. Um, and then you, you sort of glaze your rice. And that way it's got a flavor to it, mm. you know? Um, the other one, I mean, sushi is pretty straightforward. I think as long as like the, the fish, oh, that's one that, that sometimes people misconstrue. Um, I think a lot of people think you need super, super fresh fish. Um, sometimes that's not always the case. Like, uh, there's a guy out in Japan. I remember seeing a thing about this. He is actually very proud of the fact that his fish is frozen and he thaws it out. Uh, you know, before his restaurant opens up and that's the fish he uses for the day. It's not like, you know, it just came fresh off the boat sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and the reason why, apparently very, very fresh catches are have very little flavor. Like they're very subtle versus if you freeze them or they age a little bit, the, the flavors become more pronounced. Mm-hmm. So like what you would get in like a sushi bar, say like a salmon or a tuna, yeah. um, a lot of the times those have been frozen and of course they've been shipped. So there's like some preservatives in there, which will affect, you know, how the flavor is and all that. But very rarely uh, will you see a lot of sushi places take, ooh, 
excuse me, take very like fresh catches and try to make sushi out of that because it turns out it's not super flavorful. Mm. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, hey everybody, uh, Smutaner. So let you know that I'm doing a giveaway. Here's what you gotta do. Go to twitch.tv forward slash g1tanner. The first 50 followers will be entered in our raffle for a free piece of merch. Have your choice. I'll put the link down in the description so you can find it easier too. Thanks. Because I like some fish, like it's super fresh, like all tastes like ocean. Yeah, yeah, that that tends to be the problem. Is this? I don't know. Something about like you want the 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 fish to age just a little bit. Like you don't want it to be bad, obviously. Yeah. But you want it to have a little bit of time to to marinate and and have those natural flavors come out. Which I didn't know that. That was kind of an interesting thing I learned from from my sushi buddy. I learned like sushi is actually cooked a little bit. Is that right? It depends on the sushi because yeah. there are some sushis that are that are cooked. Um, you can't serve them raw. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, a crab. Like, like can't Yeah, but like crab has to be like. Uh, ha- well, it depends. Like if you if you have fake crab, that's fine. Yeah. Like most most places for like California rolls and shit, that's yeah. not real crab. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody who thinks it is, I hate to hate to burst your bubble, but it's that's crab. not real crab. Way better. Yeah, no, I, th- I think so too. I like the fake crab. I'm like, oh, this is fucking delicious. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, the fake crab, they don't really cook it, but I think it's like, I think it's sea urchin or yeah. like one of those that has to be cooked. I don't, I don't spend a lot of time on that because those ex- ingredients are a lot more expensive and there's more prep time. So I don't fuck with that, but I hear it's really good though. And like the fucking spider rolls and shit. That's good. Oh yeah, spider rolls. See, like I, whenever I go to a sushi place, I have like my set things yeah. that I like to buy. Like I got my salmon rolls. I got oh, yeah. my, my my tuna rolls. Mm-hmm. I got my rainbow roll. Oh, yeah. um, I got my crunch roll mm-hmm. uh, and my eel roll. And I'll yeah. buy like five rolls of sushi, and they'll be like, "Holy shit, that's a lot of sushi." I'll be like, "Yeah," and put a put a ramen on that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'll have this sushi and ramen banquet. So like anytime I go out to eat sushi, I, I probably drop a decent bit of money, but man, am I well fed? Oh, oh so good, so good. First time I had like sushi, it was like at a Chinese buffet, and it was like really bad. <laughs> yeah, no, this. Oh, yeah, like. <laughs> Basically, if they don't prepare it in front of you, I don't trust it. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> like, unless I see them make it, I'm like, all right. Because like, whenever I go to my favorite sushi bars, I sit like right at the bar, and that's how my buddy, you know, how we started talking and how he eventually taught me to make sushi. Because I would watch him do it, and I'd be like, hey, why are you doing that? Hey, what's that? You know, I'd have just just questions, just talking to the to the guy. And uh, but like, if I go to, I, I figured out that Kroger Kroger sushi is garbage. Do not yeah. buy Kroger sushi. It's, I don't know what they do to it. If they like yell at the fish for three hours before they fucking make it. And it's like, a, it's like traumatized, but the, the fish meat is terrible. 
But if you go to HEB, their sushi is a lot better. I don't know. I don't know what they do to it again. I think that's one of the places where they actually prepare it in front of you. But then once they finish, they put it in the in the cooler thing and it sits yeah. there for a while. So I don't know. Maybe they're they're better about rotating their inventory. Yeah. But the pot stickers over at Kroger are better than the ones at HEB. At HEB, they're a little too too stiff. Like the, the outer skin is yeah. real tough. I don't know why. I'm like, oh, what'd you do to that? <laughs> like, that's just supposed to be like a noodle, you know? Yeah. But. Oh, man. So I have some a random question generator. Oh, sweet. Love random questions. Uh, uh, what would be the worst thing, thing to hear as you're you going under anesthesia before heart surgery? Oh, shit. That's not supposed to go there. <laughs> I think, yeah. That would probably be the worst. <laughs> I think I'm gonna be like, like, do you see? I've seen my keys. keys. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, no. Fucking. I remember my dad. So, my dad used to uh, work in ER back in, way, way back in the day uh, in Michigan, or actually Detroit. He was uh, was in the ER. Uh, My uncle still works there. He's he's like uh, head head of surgery or something. And. Some of the shit that rolls through the ER is is fucking unreal. Is there a lot like, of people stuff up their butts? Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's a lot of butt stuff for some reason. Like I don't know why, but butt stuff seems to be real big. Like, like here's the thing: if they're into butt stuff, that's cool. You know, yeah. do your butt stuff thing. That's fine. But, but have a plan. You know, yeah. like, like, like have, a string. A, have a string attack. Exactly. <laughs> some way to get it out because that seems to be what happens is they have like this idea like oh that'd be so fun and then it gets stuck up there and they're like all right it's it's further up than i can reach and i am now ready to farm this out to a professional (laughs) like (laughs) like, you gotta have a plan man (laughs) that's not yeah don't just start trying stuff that's not good like i feel like even like dominatrixes and stuff they'll have like tools just in case shit goes wrong like a say like a first aid kit on the side and like there's there's stuff there to where if things start to go off the rails you can like course correct you know what i'm saying yeah but, oh man <laughs> random butt stuff but no i remember he used to tell me a lot about um guitar string injuries apparently were fairly common Ooh, go it, figure. man it's like heart- they would have a uh, what's up I think I would like. I got something stuck in my butt. I was like, okay, we gotta eat ten boxes of raisin bran or something. I'm put this thing out. <laughs> Put a lot of fiber. <laughs> Move that out. <laughs> oh man, I think the butt stuff in particular was dangerous because uh, if they didn't get that out, they'd have like a blockage. Yeah. And then you gotta like, if the blockage gets big enough, then you gotta like have surgery and they like squeeze it out of there, which oof, rough. Oh man, I had a <laughs> so my uncle who still works in in uh, the ER out in, in Detroit. He has these crazy stories about when he used to uh, do clinicals when he was going through medical school. But apparently, a lot of his clinicals were done at like a, an asylum, and it was particularly an asylum for the criminally insane. So this was back in like probably the seventies. So I mean. The way we treated people with mental health back then, it wasn't great. It wasn't amazing, yeah. but it was better than <laughs> like what had come before, you know. Yeah. But we, it was still a work in progress, you know. <laughs> and he told me this story. Apparently, like he was the orderly in charge of like getting people 
ready in the morning. You know, it was like him and like three other guys, but really he was running the show. And he had this system he figured out. So what he would do is he'd wake up all the all the inmates or not inmates, what are they? The patients. He'd wake up all the patients and then he'd line them up outside of the bathroom and it was like conveyor belt style. So he'd send one person in to like brush their teeth and then he's like, okay, now you go to the shower and then while they're showering, the next person brushes their teeth and then the shower guy gets out of the shower and he goes and he takes a shit. And then when you're done taking a shit, you go and get your clothes and whatever and, and you're out. So it's like four stations and you just have this line running through the stations. Excuse me. And every once in a while, there would be a hiccup, right? There was, <laughs> something would go wrong. And he told me this one time he was uh, sending people through and he, they were going from the shower into the bathroom to take a shit. And there was like, there was like basically two stalls. So you could like double up. You got one guy in this stall, one guy in this stall and something went wrong where he just like pushed a guy into a stall. Like, okay, now go take a shit. And then he, it was on a timer. So they had like five minutes. Right. And so after the five minutes were up, he would like knock on the door and then they opened it up and it was just two dudes stuck in a stall. One guy was still sitting on the toilet. The other guy was just standing in front of him. Like, I don't, what do we do? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was like, oh man, that's, that's super awkward. Imagine being the dude just taking a shit. Then some guy just gets shoved in there. Just like looking at each other. Like, Hey, <laughs> What's going on, buddy? He's like, oh, like, man. Looks, looks, looking like right in the eye when you squeeze one out. <laughs> pretty much. Like, that's pretty much how it went down. It's like, oh, man. This is super awkward. Oh, but apparently he had another patient who, like, ate a whole box of gloves. Like, oh, like shit. rubber gloves. Yeah, he just ate the whole thing. Oh, what's that like, called? How? <laughs> like, I can't even Im- imagine eating one pair of gloves. Like, those rubber gloves are all, like... They're so chewy. How would you, how would you swallow them? You know, but he went through the whole box. <laughs> they were like, oh shit. So they had to, they had to like get that guy into surgery and, and like literally pull all the gloves out of there. Damn. But man, fucking crazy. Yeah. It's that thing. Like people eat like weird shit, like a, a section or something. You eat like a uh, pencil savings or whatever. Or yeah. <laughs> shit. What do you think your future self remember about you now? Huh. My future self. What will will my future self remember about me now? Um, well, I guess the podcasting stuff. I don't know. I mean, I'm only in my first eight months of doing this. And like I said, I've had a a pretty positive reception so far. Um, I got picked up by, by a entertainment network very quickly. I got picked up in like six months and they invited me in. So, I mean, that was, that was surprise. I didn't expect that, but ever since then, um, I've gotten way, way more involved. Like I'm every week now I'm producing, uh, two audio thing or one audio thing and one live stream. And it's an alternating week, so like one week I'll do a full episode, and like this week, uh, probably when we're done here, I'll finish up with a, a short, like thirty-minute to an hour podcast of about just like one thing. Um, and then we also have like Tuesday, Thursday live streams that I do, and on top of that, I also do uh, a co-hosting on another podcast on Mondays about MMA stuff. Uh, you know, I have a lot of background there, but yeah, I mean, I think I think it was kind of lucky when I got in just because you know lockdown and COVID and quarantine and stuff so it gave me a good outlet for that sort of thing and uh, like looking back I think it's it's probably going to be like well 
made the best of kind of a shitty situation. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there was nothing else to do. And I found an outlet and, and I got fucking, I just kind of got into it and it took off faster than I was expecting. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, I think the other thing I'll, I'll remember is like, I've said it, I think I've said it multiple times on my own podcast is like, we are, we are in a point of living history right now. Like yeah. all this shit that has happened particularly in the last two years but if you want to go out to four years four years hasn't been great you know there's been a lot of crazy shit go down and i mean we literally lived through the first time that americans stormed the u.s capitol and like tried to murder people like that's crazy (laughs) that's completely insane like i remember uh what's what's that comedian um Oh, the guy who got in trouble for jacking off on the phone, uh, uh, Louis C.K. Louis C.K. Yeah. yeah. So he has that bit about he was like making fun of millennials, and he was like, "Oh, you guys think you had a crazy president? I lived through Nixon. You know, yeah. he got onto a helicopter and he cried and he flew away and stopped being the president. Like that's the craziest thing that's ever happened. It's like, oh yeah, motherfucker, we got Trump. Yeah. We got yeah. Trump. That was that was the president of my youth. Literally, the dude who bragged about sexually assaulting women, and then his his fan base was like yeah that's fine all that's good yeah <laughs> like they didn't give a shit and then he incited an insurrection like he went on tv and he was like hey we have to fight wink wink and then they stormed the capitol building yeah. like it doesn't get any more insane than that and then he wouldn't resign or he wouldn't uh uh fucking or he wouldn't uh what was the term concede he wouldn't concede for like yeah. how many months <laughs> like three four months yeah, almost yeah. this dude was still like no i won i won yeah i was the winner there i it was fake votes count the real votes not the fake votes i'm the winner <laughs> that's, that's funny because like like he's telling everybody, everybody like don't, don't use mail-in ballots. ballots they're all they're bullshit. bullshit and exactly how you lost <laughs> exactly and it's so funny because the republican party was like don't say that are you fucking insane like you know how many retirees we're losing yeah. out on because you're shitting on mail-in votes. But as this whole demographic, it's like, like old yeah, people. Yeah. I mean, it was you know it was real bad when he lost what was it, like the the Sunny Acres or whatever those yeah. those retirement communities out in Florida, and they're like, not Trump, <laughs> not Trump. We're boomers and conservatives, fuck, but we're not voting for Trump because he's just too much. You know, like that's when you know you're pretty bad. You know. Yeah. Jesus. Think about it. Like the last 12 years have been crazy. Oh, dude. Insane. Like the first, like the first black president. And now we have like the first like female vice president. That's dope. I know. Like that's, that's dope. It's weird. It's like we have progress and craziness in equal measure. You know, like, like we had Barack Obama, which was great. And I'm saying that as someone who is a little bit critical of some of the things Obama did. Like he could have been less drone strikey in my yeah, opinion. Yeah. But overall, he was a decent president, especially when you look at what we got next, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, had, you had Trump, which was the obvious, like, F you choice, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. fuck you, liberals. Yeah. That's yeah. the only reason he won, you know? And then, for the first time in American history, you had a president where every day there was some crazy shit about what he did. Like, the news yeah. was like, what did he do today? And of course, it was like something completely ridiculous that any other president, it would have cost him the presidency, like, right there. But he just, he just kept doing it. He just, he never stopped. Yeah. And then finally, everybody hated him. So after four years, 
we we vote him out, obviously. Yeah. yeah. But his main weapon was conspiracy theories. He literally like that was what he used and weaponized to try to stay in power and do a fascism. Like what the hell? <laughs> so so I'm glad he lost, and that's cool that we got like Kamala Harris. And honestly, I'm more impressed with Biden than I was expecting to be, especially in you know yeah. the first couple of days he did like 28 something executive orders. A lot of those were pretty useful. Yeah. Uh, I think he's he's starting. It's good progress. We definitely need to see more out of him. But I was expecting Biden to be way more milk toast than he's been so far. And I'm hoping he keeps that up. I'm hoping like AOC, Bernie Sanders, the progressives in the their Democratic Party keep pressure on him so that he'll he'll keep he keep up what he's been doing. But I'm also sort of afraid of what's going to happen after this. You know, like what's the retribution come 2024? Yeah. Like I don't know if it's going to be Trump again. He's too old. I don't necessarily see him running again. And if he does, it's going to be the the Patriot Party or whatever. And they're going to be too small to win. You know, yeah. he's he's kind of screwed himself over by making his voter base a lot smaller and a lot more specialized. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the Republican or the GOP won't put up like an equally crazy dude just just to try to balance things out. You know, it just seems to be the pattern. It's it's a little terrifying. <laughs> trying to go to be that GOP candidate for twenty twenty four. I mean, Pence. Maybe, maybe, because he does have the evangelical vote, for sure. Excuse me, that's the only reason that they had him running with Trump, because you got Trump over there who's like, I love Jesus and I love the Bible, and then he's like holding it upside down or yeah. some shit. <laughs> like, he says two Corinthians, like the dude's never opened a Bible. It's so fucking obvious the dude's never read the Bible. He couldn't tell you what an Abraham was, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But, Pence was supposed to be there to like reel in the the evangelical vote and go oh, okay even if he's not like an evangelical the dude who's there you know helping steer the ship will steer towards like you know abortion bans and and uh you know trying to get creationism into schools and shit like that the, the typical stuff that the evangelical base wants so i think he would be a good choice for like riling up that particular base or that part of the republican base but He's not very charismatic. He's he's pretty yeah. fucking boring. Yeah. That's that's the thing. And I think the the GOP's kind of shot themselves in the foot a little bit by getting Trump in there first because Trump, you know, love him hate him, he is good at drawing a crowd. That's yeah. the one thing he's really good at is is riling up the base and getting a lot of support. And they don't have a lot of those people on their side. You know what I mean? Like they don't have a whole lot of other people they can turn to and go, "Uh, who's another guy who can do that?" It, it doesn't exist. Yeah, <laughs> like, I can't think I mean, of anybody. But, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, they don't got anybody. They just have people who are popular for like really bad reasons. Yeah. Like you got your, your Mitch McConnell's, which after blocking COVID relief over and over and over again, when people were like literally not knowing how they were going to pay their rent, people are not happy with Mitch McConnell. People are not happy with really most of the Republican Party because they started to jump ship after Trump started losing his goddamn mind. And they're like, all right, we're out. This is too much. We cannot get behind this anymore. So, I mean, geez, it's it's a tough one. I don't know where they're going to go next. Like they they've kind of exhausted their best option. And now what they're left with is just options that nobody really cares about. You know what I mean? They would have to like. Like, like uh, a charismatic guy, guy and like, like have like really, really good, good policies, policies that everybody can like want to have. 
Yeah, see, that's the tough part, right? If you're a conservative, your policies are inherently not very popular yeah. because you're trying to conserve the old status quo. So when it comes to like workers' rights, women's rights, LGBTQ rights, uh, lowering the tension and race relations between you know black communities and the police and stuff, as a conservative, you're like on the wrong side of that because yeah. you're like, no, guys, let's make it like the 1950s again. It's like, no, no. dude, 1950s was not a cool time. <laughs> like, so it's hard for them to come up with policy. So they're going to have to get like... Maybe they'll look at some guy like like the uh, what's his name the the, the my pillow dude the guy yeah. who's been with Trump the whole time you know like someone like that who's kind of a wild card they're like oh he'll say crazy things to get the the racist ass you know, part of our of our support group riled up because that's what Trump did like he got the white supremacists and all the racists all riled up and they're like yeah we'll vote for that guy because he's protecting the white people so. I mean, they could try something like that, but then they they know where that goes. Like they saw what happened with Trump and just how how badly that went, and how quickly they lost control of that situation. So, I mean, it might be the case that the Republican Party gets pulled more center, so that they have to start being more like socially liberal, but still maybe maintain some of those uh, you know conservative fiscal policies, which yeah. are still not great. They they still focus around protecting the rich and shitting on the working people. But I mean, that might be the best play they've got because with with, you know, mail in voting and, you know, the, the strides that Biden is making right now with like Biden care, uh, lifting the transgender ban and all that stuff. So they would have to undo all that work, which would be incredibly unpopular. What so, the fuck? There's a transgender ban? Oh, what? He did lift the transgender ban. Yeah, which is awesome. I mean, they can now serve in the military. Oh, what uh, the fuck? They can care for trans people. There's a ban on them? The fuck? Oh, there was. Trump put one on like pretty what? early in his in his presidency. Yeah. Well, that's fucked up. What the fuck? I know, right? <laughs> like, like he did so much fucked up stuff. You forget about that. You're like, oh yeah, he did. He did ban the transgenders from from fighting in the, the army. Um, it's easy to forget that type of shit. But um, on his way out, he passed like three really atrocious fucking things just as a final fuck you to everybody. I don't know if you saw that. It was like. Um, adoption agencies can discriminate on the basis of sexual orientation, meaning they can discriminate against gay couples and not give them kids. Oh, that's um, fucked. Another one. Yeah, there was a similar thing with like social workers, I think. And uh, what was the other one? There was another one that was equally fucked up. But those were like three things on his way out the door. He was like, ha, fuck y'all. And then Biden did reinforce the Civil Rights Act of 1964, yeah. which basically made it so that you can't do that. Yeah. So that was good. He, he at least reversed that. Um, but yeah, he lifted the transgender ban. Um, he also stopped the <laughs> he stopped the construction of Trump's wall, which <laughs> like that would ever happen. <laughs> they they started to build it, and they're like, "It's a victory!" And they got like twenty percent of the border done. <laughs> like, how was that a victory? <laughs> it was just gonna go around the part that doesn't have the wall. Like. <laughs> Even the part that has the wall, all they've done is create a market for slightly taller ladders. Like, that's, yeah. well, where's the win here? I don't see it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, God. But yeah, no, he, he's he's also done a lot of stuff for, like, COVID, which it's nice to have a president who actually takes the fucking coronavirus seriously. Yeah. Because the last one was like, holy shit, that, that was real bad. That was real bad. And he still doesn't take responsibility for, like, what do we have? Four hundred and twenty thousand dead people. He's like, yeah, it wasn't my fault. I, I, I did everything perfectly. <laughs> this could have gone a lot worse. Like, oh Jesus Christ. 
and there at the end of his presidency, he was advocating for fucking uh, herd immunity as a strategy for dealing with COVID, which that's not good. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. That's basically just we're not going to do anything. We're just going <laughs> to we're just going to let this let this play out and whatever happens happens. Big oof. But... Are you looking for a new adventure? Did you ever want to visit the city where all your nightmares reside? Well, you're in luck. Join us, your tour guides, Christine and Jen, to visit Nopeville, where you will be personally escorted on an all-inclusive trip through the city and see all possibilities of terror and fright. You'll see all sorts of things on your tours, including, but definitely not limited to, the paranormal, true crime, the supernatural, and more. If you're into all that and enjoy a little dark humor, book your tour today and nope right along with us. Check us out on our website at nopevillepodcast.com to see where you can listen to Nopeville today. Now, fortunately, we've got a, a ton of monies headed towards, uh, I think it was development or manufacturing and distribution of, of the COVID vaccine. It's getting yeah. it out you know, as quickly as possible. So that's good. It's just right now, um, of course, you got the conspiracy theorists going, oh, there's microchips in the in the vaccine. They're going to microchip you. Oh, you're oh, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so funny because like. All right, they're, they're saying this on their phone. They're saying this like while they're on their phone. That's for tracking yeah, them already. Know, like, you got one of these, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a brick full of microchips. They're already tracking your son. Why do they why do they need one in your body too? Like, what's yeah. the point? <laughs> God. Oh man. I heard about like we gather and put microchips in your in the vaccine. It's gonna be numbered. Like a number of beasts. Is happening. That's what it is. That's what it, they think it's the number of the beast thing. They used to think it was barcodes. Now it's like microchips. And then it's, and then they were also doing. I saw one guy talking about like um, VR and and augmented reality is just another step of that. Yeah. Like, like they're like trying to trick humanity and make us not know what's real and what isn't anymore. Like, bro, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> it's a video game. Chill the fuck out. Man, yeah. Like, like, I think they like, like serve like, the companies. Like, I think it was, I think like 80, 100% of people, like, just want to like pay their bills, go to work, like, eat some food. And like, the companies like just want to give people some money, give them some work, make some money, you know? Don't give a fuck about your fucking tracking you, you motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, there's so many better ways to do it, right? And they, they're using all those ways right now. Like, like you, like setting aside what the government's doing because of the Patriot Act. Like, they, yeah. there's, like, no oh, privacy yeah. just on that basis alone. But, like, the kinds of resources that marketing companies have nowadays, like, the things they track, like... The, putting a microchip in your body wouldn't give them any new information. You know what I mean? Like, on your phone, you can pair your phone to like your Apple Watch, which gives them, you know, your heart rate, your oh, blood yeah. sugar, your fucking all your vitals. Like, what, what could the, what else could they need? They already have your search history. They already know like where you're been, where you're going, because your fucking phone tracks you. Yeah. Like, what, what else is there that like they need the microchip to do that, but they they don't, they can't get it for some reason unless it's in your bloodstream. It's I don't know. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, it was like, was it Snowden? It was like saying, it's on Joe Rogan. It's like, if you have a camera 
or a microphone on your device, like they're listening. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Like, have you seen? Uh, did you see the? Uh, what was it? The oh, the, the last week tonight where they did uh, talked about the Patriot Act and like the government tracking you. Oh yeah, it's fucked. And he talked to Edward Snowden. <laughs> he talked to Edward Snowden. And he's like, you he wanted to know like if the government could get your dick pics. <laughs> he went like line by line yeah. in terms of like what what gadgets they have. It's like, all right, can they see your dick pic or not? <laughs> uh, it was a really good bit. It was funny as hell. Uh, who, around who around you has the, has worst, the worst look? Who around me has the worst look? Hmm. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Who has the worst look? Hmm. I would say probably like a lot of Zoomers out there that are like right now, what are they, in like high school or something, give or take? A little, yeah. little bit older on the older end of that. And like some of the some of the fashion things I see, which I mean, it was high school. I, I had some questionable fashion choices, but yeah. like now, the questionable fashion choices I had in high school were, were not nearly as questionable as some of the shit I see now. I'm like, holy shit, what? <laughs> like, um, what? I saw what was it? It was like this chick walking around with this shirt that's a drunk slut. I was like, mm, mm. I don't know about that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Maybe maybe not that shirt. You know. <laughs> I don't know. Part of that, I think, is, is you know, society and, and over-sexualizing, you know, younger and younger generations. So by, like, You know, exposing them to the beauty. And yeah, it is It is super weird, especially when it's, like, basically just the beauty industry trying to make more money. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, trying to sell their fucking products and be like, oh, you need to be sexier and buy our things so you're sexier. And, oh, you need to buy the sexy clothes to go with the sexy makeup. So, you know what's uh, weird? Like, like, weird like, like, clothes for girls, like, like low girls. We have like yeah, low, like cut, low cut, cut, like cleavage, cleavage cuts in our shirts. It's weird. Yeah, it's, it's super. They don't even have boobs. Like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? Yikes! Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like it, it has to do with you know the clothing industry and, and how like models are portrayed as like yeah they they like look at that type of clothing style and they're like oh that's that's the optimum clothing style but it's like there's there should be an age limit on that i feel like you know what i mean like like don't market that if they're way too young i feel like anybody looking at it like a a seven-year-old in a low-cut shirt is like that's weird yeah that's objectively weird you know what i mean yeah i agree yikes yikes as i get older like i remember being in high school school, like 17 year old girls were like they're hot now they're like Kids. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, Freaking time does that shit to you, man. <laughs> like back then, you know, I guess I guess it just has to do with uh, life experience, you know? Like I remember back when I was in high school, like I'd be attracted to people who I'd never be attracted to now on the basis of like their personality. Yeah. You know? Like back then all I give a shit about was like how they looked, but now it's like if there's a very objectively attractive woman who's also like a super conservative, I'm like, ah, oh, that's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that, that's not gonna happen. You know what I mean? But yeah, I, I think back then it wasn't as bad as it is now in terms of like how they're being targeted by these clothing and makeup companies. Like it still existed for sure, but I don't think it was quite. I don't remember it being this bad. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't remember fifteen, fifteen year old me walking around and, and seeing some some of the ways that the 15 year olds nowadays are, are dressing and it's like socially acceptable and yeah. like you know i don't want to be a boomer and be like oh your clothes are don't gotta dress more modestly it's just like 
there's a line there and i feel like sometimes that line is crossed because they are still minors you know what i'm saying like if someone who's like an map or a a fucking pedophile looks at that and goes ha perfect then there's a problem you know what i'm saying really fucked up joke um there's two pedophiles sitting in a park on a bench on a bench in a park a 12 year old looks goodbye and first first pedophile says pretty hot hot piece of ass there there. second one's like yeah yeah. i better look pretty good about it but i look pretty good back in the day too oh god you know, you know, they're starting to, to be like, they're starting to be uh, pedophile apologists, which I don't think we've, we've had those before. Or maybe uh, we've had them. Uh, yeah, it's real bad. Pedophile apologists. That's that's where the MAP term, I think it's uh, uh, minor attracted persons. Oh, yeah. It's just like, it's a pedophile. <laughs> yeah. It's a pedophile. That's, that's what that is. But they're trying to also elbow, elbow their way into the LGBTQ community and be like, we're one of you guys. And they're like, no, you're not. Fuck off. Oh, wait. Yeah. Like, it's, oh, man. I don't remember that ever being acceptable. But now there's there's guys out there who are like, it's okay to be a pedophile. That's not so bad. We just want to have sex with children. What's wrong with that? That's Everything. Everything. That's, that's not good. That's a bad. Yikes. So, uh, we're... Where people can find you at? Pretty much everywhere. everywhere. Um, in terms of my audio podcast, pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts, I'm on like, yeah. I think I'm on like 11 platforms now. So any of the major podcasting platforms, I'm definitely there. Um, you can find me on some of the minor ones too, like SoundCloud and Breaker and Stitcher and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, most people like to use the Spotify, Pandora, uh, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, stuff like that. Um, in terms of my video content, uh, pretty much Twitch. Yeah. I, I go on alternating weeks, Tuesday, Thursday. This week is a Tuesday week. So I'll be on Tuesday with actually a guest this time, uh, my buddy from uh, Friday Night Music Party, Jim. Cool. Uh, he's a funny guy. We're going to be doing a stream or a variety stream. What's that? Wheel. I want to watch it. It's going to be around five. Yeah, five of my time, five central. On Friday? So Eastern, it's like uh, no, Tuesday. 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 <laughs> Yeah, Tuesday at 5 Central, that's when that's going to happen. We're going to be talking about all kinds of stuff. We got some Nerdiverse stuff, talking about nice. DC and Marvel. Uh, we got some uh, right-wing chud stuff we're going to talk about. Uh, some Karen videos. Okay. Uh, Tate Watch. Ah, oh, Tate Watch. That's delicious. Um, yeah, and then uh, Thursdays are more like deep dive topics. Like this past Thursday was supposed to be a deep dive topic, but, you know, life got in the way. So it ended up being a variety stream. But going forward... Thursdays are more like, you know, I pick on a subject and either I have a guest or I just tackle it myself and just do ranty stuff mm-hmm. and, and just comment. So, uh, yeah, it'll be Tuesday this week, Thursday next week. And, of course, alternating weeks for the audio podcast as well. On Tuesday weeks, I've got, you know, full episodes that are usually about an hour and a half to two hours. And then on the uh, deep dive Thursday weeks, it's like a 30 minute to an hour one topic short podcast, which is going to be this week. Uh, this week's topic, <laughs> I'm going to be talking about uh, how, how creators try to shame their listeners into getting money and stuff like that, shaming for subscribers and 
my opinions on that sort of thing. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a rant, but I'm, I'm gonna have fun with it. It'll be fun. I'd like to listen to that. Yeah. Oh, we got anything like to promote or anything? Um. Yeah, it's it's pretty much just my stuff. Uh, oh, I also uh, do a co-hosting on uh, Cage My IQ. And that's on Mondays around once say seven central. Um, it's it's a podcast I co-host from my entertainment network that I'm a part of from the Buzz Network. Um, and it's where I talk about MMA stuff. Uh, like I said, I've, I've done martial arts like my whole life. I spent some time in MMA in college and in, in high school. So we talk about uh, fight card predictions, like whenever there's a big fight card coming up. Or uh, what we started doing now is on weeks where there's not really a whole lot of fighting going on in terms of like pay-per-views or, or major fights. Uh, we'll just talk about like news and stuff that's going on. Uh, like I think obviously uh, this past Monday we talked about how McGregor got his ass beat by by Poirier and <laughs> like how big a how big of a shock that was to everybody. And we also had a whole bit on um, who was worse, uh, Dana White or or Ed McMahon. So <laughs> it was a whole thing. But I'll I'll be on that on Mondays as well. But uh, yeah, so far that's that's all I got. I don't really have a whole lot of like merch or, or anything like that. So just me. Cool. Or I really appreciate you having coming on. Yeah, man, it was a lot of fun. Got to got to touch on a lot of different topics. A lot of whole lot of good stuff here. I like to have you on again and talk about absolutely cryptids next time. All right, all right, let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. Just give me a give me a heads up on uh, what you want to talk about. Yeah, and I'll do a little bit of research, do some digging around. No it's funny is I actually have uh, I have a little bit of experience with like Mexican stuff because I grew up in a, in a Mexican family and stuff. So. Some of that folklore kind of bled over, especially since I grew up in like El Paso, which is right on the border. Yeah. So you can literally go to El Paso and find like traditional Mexican shaman who will like do a cleansing with the egg and the, yeah. and the bush racking and like it's a whole thing. <laughs> so uh, it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you everyone for watching or listening. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.